Hello, listeners. This is Randall D. Stroud. It has been quite a long time since I've spoken to you all. Today's episode is going to be about family honor, finding purpose in your life, and fighting for your ancestral dignity and honor. I know a lot of young people today are all about getting Instagram followers, having fun, traveling, and just living for their carnal pleasures. But I have a message for you is that you have your ancestors living inside of you, literally living inside of you. Thousands upon thousands of ancestors flowing through your veins. You have the dreams of your of your father your grandfather your great grandfather your great 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 grandfather we have to think about everything that our ancestors went through our ancestors lived in a time where electricity didn't exist phones didn't exist that they literally had to walk through snow and rain just to get to a source of of water. Or they had to walk through scorching heat just to find an animal to hunt. And here we are, living in a day and age where we have indoor plumbing. You owe it to your ancestors to be great. And for everyone telling you, That you don't need to get married. You don't need to have children. You just need to live for yourself. What a meaningless existence. Every other creature, every other animal in the animal kingdom fights for its survival and its continuation of its bloodline. You owe it to yourself to find a good partner with whom you can build a tribe, a family, And that name that you have on your birth certificate, that family name, i.e. the last name, that is something that you inherited and you are the caretaker of that name and you owe it to your ancestors to take care of that name. You are a steward of that name. And guess what? Your children are going to take the mantle someday and they will be in charge of it. If you are between the ages of 18 and about 50, from 18 to 50, those are your prime years where you've got a lot of stuff to get done. From 18 to 50, especially as a man, those are the years where you can be most productive and get a lot of stuff done. Once you hit about 50, you're slowing down quite a bit. You're slowing down quite a bit. There are some who who go on after that, but by that time, your priority is on your grandchildren or, you know, uh, or propping up your children who are getting ready to get married and have children of their own. And you're helping them in their phase. Everybody has their time in the spotlight, you know. If you're... 30 years old, you're, you know, if you're between the ages of 25 and 30, you're pretty much in your prime. 
This is when you should be um, prioritizing the most, utilizing your youth and strength and beauty in obtaining everything that you need, whether that's finances, a husband or a wife, you know, acquiring those things and building a life and legacy together. People who say, oh, I want to live my life. You know, for most people, that means going to the club, spending a bunch of money, you know, uh, traveling to other countries so that you can take photos of buildings and, and your meals. Meaningless stuff. Write that book. You know, join your nation's military and, and contribute to the defense of it, if you will. Find a mission, something to believe in and fight for it. You know, my grandfather, Sergeant Watkins, he fought in the Korean War, and that war never ended. And that's why I wanted to join the U.S. Army, because I wanted to continue that mission. I want to not only defend the United States against enemies like Xi Jinping or, you know, or whoever else, you know, ISIS, but I also want to protect the nation that my grandfather helped build which was south korea you know because that war never ended so for me defending america and defending south korea against kim jong-un are of equal importance and i have an uncle you know my my grandfather he adopted a boy when he was in the korean war and i'm pretty sure he's probably dead now but I still fight for the dreams of my ancestors. And that's the point of today's episode is realizing that it's not all about you, but you owe it to your ancestors to be great, to be a great human being. Even if you can't be famous, even if you can't, you know, cure cancer or whatever, at the bare minimal, you owe it to yourself to be the best version that you can possibly be and to attract a good mate and to continue your bloodline. At the bare minimal, you owe that. Now, I know there's some people in some weird situations. Maybe some people are infertile. Or maybe you were just very extremely unlucky and you just never had the chance, you know, to find a spouse and procreate. Now you're like in your late 40s or 50s. Well, if you have the opportunity to be an aunt or an uncle, then, you know, definitely support that as well. But just playing video games and going home and watching pornography and getting drunk you know stop living this meaningless existence and fight for the survival of your your bloodline and find a principle to believe in and, and fight to uh, preserve that me myself i've got you know i have a love hate relationship with christianity because on one hand i think uh the new Christianity encourages sort of a lack of responsibility because, oh, Jesus died for my sins. But at the same time, I admire those, those missionaries because at least they have something to fight for and they're spreading some sort of moral crusade to make people less animalistic. You know, like, don't have sex outside of marriage. Don't get drunk. Don't steal. Don't lie. Um, that's why I really admire religious people, whether they're Buddhist, Muslim, um, you know, even, you know, Christians as well, especially evangelical Christians. I, I respect them a great deal 
because they have a moral fabric, a moral code that they live by. That's why I don't really respect liberalism that much. Because a liberal says, oh, you know, as long as I'm not killing someone directly, I can do whatever I want. But they don't realize that all of your actions and your beliefs, all these things affect the society around you. And um, they don't realize that what you do in private leaks out into the public. So if you're going home every day and you're watching pornography, you're, you're you know playing video games, whatever, you're being an example to someone else at some point and they're going to follow your lead whether you realize it or not. We're all influencing each other. Now, I'm not saying that you can't ever be a shitbag. <laughs> it's like, you know, is, is what they call it in the military, someone who's lazy. We all have those lazy moments where we give in to our carnal pleasures. But what I'm saying is, is that when you find yourself getting lazy or, you know, or off focus, get back on track and remember what it is that you're fighting for. Because if you don't have a why, if you don't have a why, then your motivation to continue anything is going to be weak and you're not going to do a very good job. You know, so if you're working a job, ask yourself, why am I here? What is my goal? Right? Like I met a lot of people in the military. They didn't really do a good job because their why was weak. They're like, oh, I'm just here so I can, you know, get some college benefits. I'm just going to write out my contract until I can go to school, you know, whatever. The military was just, you know, a government program for them basically to, you know, get some kind of college benefit. And they had some secondary benefits with, you know, uh, discipline and waking up early, so on and so forth. But those people that really wanted to be there, those people that um, really had a why and they stuck to that why, those are the people that, that really uh, shined and appeared to be special. And for me, my why is I always think about my deceased grandfather, you know, what he fought for. And I also remember my my paternal father as well. I mean, my dad, he didn't even graduate high school because he had nine brothers and sisters. He had to drop out and get a job and help take care of them. This man literally came from nothing and built his own business. And my dad was always taking care of everyone. He, he always taught me, you know, son... Um, Part of being a man is, is being useful, you know, being a utility to others. He said it, it is a burden at some point because, you know, it's tough on men. You know, society doesn't really value men inherently like it does women and children. But for men, we're always kind of judged on, on our abilities more often. But you can either shy away from that and be like, oh, it's not fair. Or you can lean into it and say, you know what? If this is what society is demanding from me, then I'm going to be the best man I can possibly be. And, you know, for the ladies out there listening, uh, don't let uh, feminism lie to you. And don't let some of these lazy husbands or boyfriends lie to you either. You're important too. The most important job out there in the world is, is uh, you know, being a parent. And, and these mothers uh, who give birth, and, and it's really up to them, especially in the first seven years, to teach a human being how to be nurturing and caring and emotional. And then once the child gets a little older, eight, nine, ten, then the father steps in and sort of hits them with the reality of life 
and teaches them to, you know, suck it up and, you know, uh, you know, be a man, especially to the young boys. And then the father is supposed to be there to uh, sort of protect the daughter as well and, and the wife. Because how a father teaches his daughter, that daughter is going to use that example when choosing a boyfriend or husband. And same thing for the son, you know. Um, he's going to compare women to his to his mother as he gets older. And if his mother was a very, you know, um, bad person, then he's going to be attracted to all these toxic, you know, traits in women because of what he saw his mom do. So it's very important that we consider our actions, that we consider the sacrifices of our ancestors, and then once we get married and start our family of our own, we've got to consider as parents how our effect, uh, how our, our actions are going to affect the psychology of our children and our offspring. Because check this out. Everyone who's listening to this, if you plan on having children, or if you're an aunt or an uncle, whatever, someday you're going to be somebody's ancestor. And guess what? They're going to get on Google or Ancestry.com, and they're going to come across your name, and they're going to say, what did my uncle do? What did my father do or my great-grandfather? And they're going to read about you. Or even worse, you're going to be so irrelevant that there's going to be nothing written about you. And I refuse to live that life. I refuse to live a life in which Randall Stroud cannot be Googled and he has no history or folklore written about his name or his honor. It is my mission in life to restore somewhat to a certain level, traditional gender roles in the nuclear family and to make family units strong and attractive once again because I believe that that's why our society is so sick and depressed. It's not because we don't have enough Xanax. It's not because we don't have enough mental health counseling. It's because the breakdown of the family has left us alone and empty and disconnected. I mean, we have all these people hooking up. Sex is more available to people than it's ever been. But marriage and real love is harder to get than it's ever been because everybody's cheating on each other, right? Everybody's hooking up, but nobody's committing. And we, and, we, and we wonder why we're left feeling so empty because we're surrounded by things that are artificial, artificial relationships, Artificial food, artificial video games, VR reality. What people are thirsting for is something real and something continuous. So, and I, I think that, you know, as, as our society becomes more atheistic, we're losing the ability to answer to a higher power. You know, whether you get that from karma in Buddhism or, or uh, God from like Christianity or Islam, but having some kind of higher power issuing a moral code is very important and then listening to nature nature says that you're supposed to seek out a partner that is adequate and you're supposed to procreate reproduce and then protect your tribe and your bloodline because all these people who are prioritizing you know their careers and getting followers and this and this and that it's okay to a point because you do have to have a career, you do have to have skills, you do got to make money, uh, you do have to live in this reality, and, and you should want to be a great, legendary, you know, uh, successful person, but at the same time, it should not be at the detriment 
to you being able to have a family. Because once you get older and you're in your 60s and 70s, if you never started a family, it gets real lonely, it gets real depressing, and then you realize it was all for naught because that job can replace you tomorrow. And people have very short attention spans. Even if you do become famous, guess what? People forget about you pretty quickly. People forget about you pretty quickly. Even legendary people like Bruce Lee and, and Muhammad Ali, Abraham Lincoln, you know, how much are people going to talk about you a thousand years from now, you know, or even ten years from now? I mean, so time is very cruel to all of us. We're all marching towards an inevitable death, and you've got to make some prioritizations. When you start living like the fact that you have a clock above your head and that you're dying every, every day, every second, you're getting closer to your end, that will light a fire under you to focus on the things that truly matter, which is faith, whether that's from Buddhism, Christianity, Islam, some kind of spiritual faith, higher calling. So from faith, family, you know, wife, husband, children, faith, family, and focus. What's your focus in life? Is it to be the best soldier in the U.S. Army? Is it to cure cancer? Is it to, you know, plant more trees in the world? Is it to be, you know, the best mother or father you can possibly be and, and raise them correctly? Basically having a goal. Having a goal. Because without a goal, you're, you're dead. With, with no goal, you are simply just sucking up oxygen and you're just existing. To live is to suffer. To survive is to find meaning in the suffering. You know, nihilism is this philosophy that everything's pointless. We're all going to die and nothing really matters. But existentialism is this idea that you... The, the meaning of life is to give meaning to your life. Only you can give meaning to your life. You know, life is a special operation is what Jocko Willink likes to say. You know, because he's former military, and he's right. You know, whenever you get deployed to a combat zone, you've got to meet with the generals. You've got to meet with, with your, you know, squad members, and you've got to come up with um, a plan. You've got to come up, like, okay, first we get to establish what is the mission here. Okay, great, the mission is to do this or that. How do we accomplish it? Okay. And then along the way... Things don't always go as planned, and then you have to adapt and come up with new things. You know, maybe your power generator went down. Uh, you know, maybe your satellite went down. So now you have to, you know, call in a, a network communication specialist to, you know, bring it back up. And then maybe that doesn't work, so you have to use your comms and, you know, bring someone else in. Uh, you're, you're, you're constantly adapting. And that's life. Life, you know, if anyone's into, like, IT stuff, right, if something breaks on your computer and you try to fix it, what is that called? Troubleshooting. Life is one giant troubleshoot. Things rarely go exactly as planned, but as long as you say, as long as you say focus on, okay, what is the end goal, you can do a lot of honorable things on the way to achieving that goal. And even if you don't, even if you never have the opportunity to achieve the ultimate goal, you might do a lot of cool stuff along the way that you never intended. You know, like there's been so many scientists who were trying to cure cancer, but on the way of trying to, you know, develop that cure, 
they invented a bunch of stuff along the way trying to do that, and they accidentally stumbled across all this other cool stuff. So, uh, you know, fate loves irony. So I'm going to sum up this episode and just tell you guys to put a mission in front of yourself. And yes, be open-minded. I know that times are changing. We have new technology, and we can't say, and we can't exactly stay stuck in the past, or we're going to be left behind, um, you know, from new developments. And you want to stay current to a certain degree so you don't get left behind, especially if you're in a particular career field, i.e. technology. But at the same time, we don't want to lose the cold, hard truths of nature which have and will always exist, like survival of the fittest. Um, you know, the most attractive person in the room is going to have the easiest time with mating and getting a partner. You've got to make peace with certain truths and stop being obsessed with everything being equitable and fair. Life isn't fair, but guess what? Everyone is like an RPG video game character. Certain attributes that you have are going to be very low, and then you're going to have certain attributes that God blessed you with that are going to be very high, and you've got to use your individual strengths to your advantage, and you've got to work with the cards that you've been dealt and try to make the best out of it. Make a good life for yourself. And if you mess up horribly along the way, if you ever dishonor your, your, your name, you've got to do everything in your power to bring honor back to that name. Because once you die, forget about the money. Forget about the money, but all you have is your name. And when you die, you don't want that name to be associated with a bunch of negative shit. One of my political opponents by the name of Bill Beck, I ran against him in 2018. He died uh, about three days ago. He's dead. Everything that he's done has been done and recorded. Um, he can't go back and erase anything that he's done, uh, positive or negative. Whatever's been written about him is, is written about him. His time is over. There's no do-over. You only get one shot at life. And all you have at the end of the day is your name. So protect your name at all costs. Your family name is your signature. It's your brand. It's who you are. So if you, so if you give a damn about your legacy, you will do everything in your power to attach as many positive memories and touch the lies as many people as you possibly can with that name. Both your given name and your family name Come together to create a, a unique individual, which is you listening to this. So get up and look at that name on your driver's license and make it legendary. This has been Randall Stroud with Nalini Global. And remember, it is one world that we live in with 8 billion people. And somehow or another, we're all connected in our humanity. And if we can remember that, then maybe we can get along. And for those times where we can't get along and you're forced into a corner, put your hands up and swing like hell and fight to defend yourself. Because at the end of the day, it is the strongest who live and it's the weakest who die. And if you are weak, then you better surround yourself with people who actually care about you. And that's going to be most likely family. Family is the cornerstone of survival for the human race. Family is the backbone and the cornerstone of society. And we've got to build strong individuals who are worthy of building 
and maintaining those families. So keep these things in mind. God bless you. Take care and look out for the next episode. And I can't wait to speak to you all again. Take care.